We were joined by Supreme Court Judge Ms Justice Marie Baker on Monday's show. Marie is chair of the Electoral Commission who are charged with the independent information campaign for the two referendums on the 8th of March. On that date, the government proposes expanding the definition of family in the Constitution to recognise durable relationships such as cohabiting couples and their children and replacing the language around women in the home with language, language recognising care within families. Marie explained to us what was involved in the Electoral Commission's campaign and today we're going to hear from an organisation that is advocating for no votes in the referendums. The group is called the Countess and I'm joined by their spokesperson, Sorka Nicklachlan. Sorka, good morning to you. Good morning, how are you? Uh, not too bad at all. First of all, can you tell us a little bit uh, about the group, the Countess? Sure, yeah. So the Countess is an organisation set up to advocate for women, children and vulnerable LGB people in Ireland. We are grassroots, we're not religious, we're not aligned with any political party, we're non-partisan. And we're named after, of course, Countess Markovic, who did so much for her sex and her country. Um, we were founded online in 2020 and since then we've expanded greatly and won. The main issues we examine at the moment are affecting women and girls around gender ideology and gender self-ID. And in, in that we have about eight uh, areas, pillars of concern, including single-sex spaces like prisons, um, schools and safeguarding, and my remit is uh, usually in sport. Um, and we're also independent of state funding, so we're not an NGO. We rely on uh, donations and volunteers to do all our work. Okay, and why why is the Countess looking for no votes in the referendums? So, uh, for the first, uh, the removal of Article 41.2, we believe this article... It's a little bit old-fashioned, maybe, but it's at least honest, and it's an acknowledgement of the work that uh, women and mothers do in running their households and raising their families, and also offers a protection to mothers who would like to stay at home. Now, that has never been formally enacted by the state. However, we feel the language in that is quite powerful. It says the state shall endeavour to ensure that mothers shall not be obliged by economic necessity to engage in labour um, to the neglect of their duties in the home. So it, it offers that kind of recognition, one, that it's important to the whole of society, and two, that mothers should have a choice. And we believe by removing this article, it removes both the recognition and the choice, and that that is damaging for women and mothers. Um, to the second point, the, the new the article that they propose to replace this with, which would go into um, Article 42 as Article 42B, um, it's it's wholly insufficient in its acknowledgement of care. It pushes all the responsibility for care onto the family. It doesn't mention, as was requested by the Citizens' Assembly, it doesn't mention uh, care within the community at all. And importantly, the wording is very weak. So instead of endeavour to ensure, we have a strive to support such provision, which essentially puts no meaningful obligation upon the state. Um, to support care within families. And the other point is that there is a difference between mothering your children or even parenting them, as, as this article also is known to cover fathers, and being a carer. Being a carer to somebody could be your mother, could be your sister, could be you know an unrelated adult. And it's patronising to those adults to suggest that this is the same as a parent and child relationship. Women do the majority of care within the home uh, in terms of looking after their own, their children, doing the housework and uh, childcare and that um, by the, by a long shot. Mm. So I, I don't think anyone would... Dis- uh, so, sorry, Sorka, I don't think anyone would dispute that, uh, that women yeah. do the majority of caring, but is this not just broadening it out to include other types of carers, be carers themselves, fathers, sons and so on, rather than 
uh, totally erasing women and their contribution? Oh, well, removing the wording that says that, that women and mothers, you know, contribute to the common good is essentially erasing the recognition of that contribution. And so rather than add it in, what they've done is take it out. They haven't expanded it because they've removed those words and they've included parenting and mothering within the context of caring. We know that family carers actually prefer to be referred by their relationship to the person they're cared for. That was in a report um, by... Uh, so, so that so they want to be acknowledged as mothers or sisters or, or whatever. They don't want to be simply referred to as caring. And as I said before, these are two separate things, but they're not being given to us as two separate options. They're being given as take this one out and put put the, the the new one in. So, so we so we could we can't retain the acknowledgement for mothers. If we if we allow this change to go ahead, okay. We um, we have spoken yeah. with family carers and family carers representative groups who who support change in the wording in, in in relation to carers. They feel it would make a big difference to their situation. They've told us that securing ES vote on both fronts would ensure a greater platform for carers to fight for their rights. I mean, they seem happy with the proposed changes to the wording, at least from what they've told us. Well, the NGOs certainly do, but we have members in, uh, in our organisation who are carers and who are cared for, and neither are happy with the way the wording comes. Oh, well, we've, we've spoken it, to individual carers as well who, who, yeah. are, who are happy with so, to, to to go to the to the wording, you know, it's not good enough to say the wording is is close enough. This is our constitution. It needs to be watertight. And strive to succeed is not watertight. How do you hold the state to account if they fail to strive to succeed? There's no accountability there, you know. And they didn't go ahead with it, what the Iraq this. Uh, Joint Committee recommended, which was to, to recognise care in the community or outside the home as well. So they've put everything back into families, you know, and they don't mention the rights for the disabled people themselves either. So it's very paternalistic in its approach. It hasn't given any obligation on the state to support, for example, independent living. It hasn't given it doesn't mention the list of rights that it would give. It simply says we'll strive to support such care as in the care between family mm. members. Uh, Minister, so uh, Minister Roderick O'Gorman-Sorka, he's said that if, you get, if, the, if there's a yes vote, in, uh, if there's a yes vote on, care, uh, uh, on care in the home, it'll strengthen his hand in securing funding for disability services and carers in the next budget, which seems like a pretty good reason to vote for it. Well, Leo Radker himself said that that wasn't actually required in order, that they could do that just by political will. I think it's a fairly damning um, response, to be honest, because it's essentially saying we won't do this until we are forced to do it by, the, by, by you guys voting yes. But actually voting no will explain to the government that we're not happy with what they've done here. And if they would like to continue down the road of adding something in about care, that they should try again and try to get the wording correct. Okay. I think Tom Clonan was very clear on the actual approach to disability rights, given that the government voted against the ratification of all the protocols of the UN Convention on the Personal Rights of Persons with Disabilities. So they don't want to actually give disabled citizens the right to have care in this country. And the amendment I excludes disabled people from its scope, which I feel is a terrible failing in the, in the wording of this. So not only are we removing acknowledgement of women and mothers, we're putting they're suggesting we add in a clause that is essentially toothless and ignores half of the people it proposes to okay. represent. Okay, you are looking for no vote, two no, no votes in no, both yes. of them. Okay, we do have to leave it there. Sorka, thank you for yes. your time this morning. 
Thank you very much. That's uh, Sorkin and Glocklin from the group The Countess who are looking for no votes in the two referendums on the 8th of March.